Hey there, you're listening to the Only Schoolers podcast. I'm Gina Prosh, and hanging out here with me as always is my co-host, Kristen Edwards. Yep, I'm here. Hey, everybody. You know, I just want to stop for a second and say thanks so much for tuning us in every two weeks. Our little Only Schoolers community is growing, and it's because you guys are listening and sharing about the podcast. That's awesome, and we really appreciate it. Yes, yes, we do. And we are easy to find on any podcast platform. So if you want to hang out with us on social media as well, you can look for the Only Schoolers handle on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments, please email us. We're at onlyschoolers at gmail.com. So, okay, over the last few months, Gina and I have been offering our, we, we say our best bits of homeschooling advice. And I think it's been pretty timely, actually, with the pandemic and more people actually considering homeschooling as an option this fall. But we were thinking that maybe some of you had some questions we hadn't discussed yet or comments about something we said, or, or there's just something about homeschooling that you've always wanted to ask, but you didn't know who to talk to. We're your Huckleberry. So starting when this podcast drops today, August 20th, we invite you to send your questions to us. We'll answer as many of them as we can in October in an episode we're calling No Tricks, Just Treats, Your Homeschool Questions Answered. So drop us a note at onlyschoolers at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook. We will take questions through the end of September and then invite you to listen in on the show on October 15th when we will show you that homeschooling is not scary at all. No, I don't know about you, Gina, but I'm actually kind of excited about that episode. I, I just... I like to hear what other people say about homeschooling and what questions they have about homeschooling. Because I know I had so many questions when I first started. I didn't know who to ask. I really didn't even know anybody who was homeschooling. And I didn't want to look stupid asking the people that I did know. So, okay, for example, and this actually kind of leads us into today's topic. One of the first weird thoughts I had when our first year of homeschooling rolled around was, do I still get to shop for back-to-school supplies? And the answer to that is yes. So we're titling today's episode, Money Can't Buy Happiness, but school supplies are pretty close. <laughs> it really is a great question. I mean, as homeschoolers, we start school at different times. We all have very individualized ideas about classes and what those classes can look like. So it's not like you can just grab one of those little handy back-to-school lists at Target or Walmart that are going to tell you exactly what kind of supplies you're going to need for the school year. Right. And I could already tell, even as a newbie homeschooler, that the stuff I'd need in our homeschool was probably going to look really different than the traditional school supplies that I'd purchased for her kindergarten year. But man, I do love shopping for school supplies. It's just it's such a fun summertime ritual, I think. It's like kind of like a rite of passage. Seeing that lovely pile of notebooks and binders and newly sharpened pencils, I mean... That's fun. Just makes you feel warm and fuzzy, right? Every single time. Okay, so if you're starting out and you're wondering about school supplies, or really even if you're a veteran homeschooler and you just want to shake up your school supply game because, you know, a few surprises once in a while never hurt, we've got you covered today. Gina and I put our heads together and we came up with three different categories of school supplies for homeschoolers. Some of this may sound familiar and some of it may not seem like a school supply at first when you when you first hear us talking about it, but it really is all stuff that comes in handy in a homeschool. And that's kind of the definition of supply, right? That's right. Pause. When you have the right tools and supplies on hand, it makes for a smoother homeschool day and that makes 
everybody happy. Like Kristen said, we've narrowed our list down to three big areas of supplies to talk about today. The first on the list, traditional supplies, paper, pencils, scissors, binders, you know the drill on that. Then we're going to talk about teacher supplies, the stuff that makes your job as a facilitator to your child's education easier, and in some cases, more fun. And then we're going to ramp up the fun factor and talk about untraditional supplies that bring that extra spark of magic to your school. So Kristen, start us off. How do you handle traditional stuff? Well, I think my love of the spiral notebook is well documented on this podcast already. So obviously that's on my list every year. You get them while they're cheap. Uh, Like I said, September did attend public school for kindergarten. And I remember we did have so much fun that year shopping for supplies, even when the day started out with a dead car battery. And, you know, we're all ready to go shopping for supplies and the car won't start. My aunt came over, gave us an emergency jump. We got underway. Uh, You know, those public school lists that we see at Target and Walmart, I kind of look at them as really good jumping off points for our own school supplies list. Because if a classroom needs it, or if a student needs it in the classroom, you probably will too. And there's nothing that says you can't create your own homeschool list to take to the store when you shop. I think September was probably about maybe fifth grade. And I noticed that every time we went to Target or Walmart, she was quietly collecting and kind of looking over all these lists. And all of a sudden it dawned on me like, hey, dummy, we can make a back to school shop with a list too. I just have to go home and make one. So I created it in Word and I put our homeschool name at the top and a list of the basic supplies that we needed to restock and some fun things too. She was really in a cat phase at that time. So I included pocket folder with cat image as one of the required supplies. And it was so much fun to be able to hunt for certain things at the store, just like we would if you had a regular list. That is really a great idea. Sort of a treasure hunt in the back to school aisles. Um, And listen, for all of you at home, if you'd like to do something similar, we have created a fill in the blank school supplies list for you. Just need to print it off, fill it out and have fun shopping. We will link to that in the show notes. Yeah, because sometimes it's the little stuff that we might not think of as homeschoolers, but it can really be fun for our kids. So as far as traditional supplies, uh, you'll need the basics like pencils and scissors for sure. And keep a good stock of crayons and markers and drawing paper. My daughter does not share my love of the spiral notebook, but she can never have too many craft supplies. So don't forget like glue sticks and tempera paint and stickers. And honestly, you probably have this stuff in your home already, but I find it's really useful to kind of gather it up and put it in one location, maybe get a rolling cart or a a special box or something so that it's handy when you need it. What about you? Do you ever glance at those photocopied school lists? What traditional supplies do you always keep on hand for Wyatt? I usually grab a back to school list just to see if there's, you know, something super cool that I hadn't thought of, but you know, now I actually really need it because it's on somebody else's list. One of the things that has always been on my list is tape. Lots and lots of tape, all kinds of tape, duct tape, washi tape, regular old scotch tape, packing tape, double-sided tape, black electrical tape, all kinds of tape because Wyatt has always been a tape kid. One year we got him actually, you know, those, um, those five packs of scotch tape where they're all stuck together. We got him three of those for Christmas, wrapped it up, stuck it under the tree for him. He loved it. He thought it was a great Christmas gift. He doesn't care so much about it these days. uh, But you know, when he was younger, he was all about stickers. Um, I don't know, maybe the apple didn't fall too far from the tree on that one because I'm a sticker sticker lover as well. But he loved that a sticker represented a job well done. So um, 
that was his thing. Instead of then brown paper packages tied up with string, he loved brown paper packages decorated with stickers. I mean, one year he even sold custom wrapping paper with uh, white craft paper that he'd covered in stickers. So um, since those are on his list, we always would stockpile those from the buck bins. Um, I'd look for his favorite cartoon characters, Peanuts, Dr. Seuss, or whatever. Um, he also loved those uh, sticker books that would have lots and lots of pages, and you'd you know match up the stickers with the the um, picture that you were supposed to be filling in. There was one that had trains on it that he absolutely adored. Oh, those are fun. So. Yes. And since you are on the record as loving stickers, you're right. That apple did not fall far from the tree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the main thing is to get the stuff that you and your kids enjoy using. Since you don't need to bend to the whim of your local public schools district, then then don't. If your kid really loves a particular brand of marker, um, you know, if they want the kind that smell like oranges and grapes and bananas, get that kind. Whatever it is, Buy the kind that you like rather than some cheap, stinky knockoff because you're going to listen to your kid grumble all year long every time he goes to use it. And if you're going to be home with him or her and there's grumbling, you're going to be the one who who hears it. So just sidestep all those kinds of problems before they start and get your homeschool off on the right foot. And I also know we say this a lot, but whatever you do, involve your child in the process of picking out school supplies and getting your home space ready so that they were going to have some ownership in setting up their homeschool. Because really, Gina, would it be our podcast if we didn't mention ownership of their education at least once? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not be our show. <laughs> Spiral notebooks, stickers, ownership, stickers, of the ownership check, of check, check. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> we've covered it. <laughs> yeah. But okay, really, I think the next set of supplies that I consider when starting the school year are the teacher supplies. And honestly, I have real fun up with this one because those are the things that make my job as an educational facilitator easier. And this is going to look different for everyone. Only you know what you need for your homeschool to run smoothly. So you were talking earlier about how many different kinds of tape there are. Okay, true confession. I own four different kinds of staplers. You what? You own four... I know we have four staplers in our house, but you have four different kinds. Yes, I do. I don't even think I realized it until one day I was cleaning out my office space a few years ago. And I was like, here's a stapler, here's a stapler, here's a stapler. So I lined them all up and I took a photo and I posted it to my Facebook page with a caption, you know, you're a homeschool mom when. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to recreate that, that photo for the homeschoolers, only schoolers Facebook page. I will. I mean, who even knew there were that many kinds of staplers? I mean, obviously I do because I own them. Um, yeah, I have this really long one. It's probably like I don't know, 18, 24 inches long. It's a long arm stapler for oversized paper projects. Then I have two different heavy duty staplers for thick stacks of paper. One of them does like a super thick stack. One of them does like a medium thick. And then I do have a regular desk stapler. And I, I use all of them quite a bit. What can I say? I love paper and I love sticking it together with staplers. So like when it comes to this category of teacher supplies, I'm looking at my personal style of facilitating, which obviously includes lots of paper. And I'm thinking about the tools that are going to make my job easier for the year. Aside from my staplers, I would say my favorite teacher supplies are probably my printer, 
my three-hole punch, and my laminator. Like I said, I do love paper, and I find it's easier to print stuff at home on the fly, especially now because I'm hearing that a lot of the places have, are backed up in getting things printed, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll just push the print button. And a few years ago, a friend introduced me to this concept of off-brand ink, such a savings. Um, it's just really more cost-efficient and time-saving for me to print. So I print out our stuff, and I use my three-hole punch to add it to a three ring binder. So easy to remove everything, staple it together, obviously, and then I store it again <laughs> in here. Step, step. So the laminator, I used to use a lot more than I do now, but I, st I still get it out. It's really great for making reusable multiplication games and map activities. You can just wipe off the answers and start over. And now I also use it, like if I download bookmarks or something, I'll laminate them so they last longer. So I confessed about my staplers. <laughs> do you have any true confessions about teacher supplies you can't live without or something that maybe I forgot to include? Okay, first off, I can't believe it. We've made it to this point in the show without yet mentioning the best pencils ever, Ticonderoga Black. Always have to pick up a fresh plaque of, of those at the beginning of the school year. That means needing a good pencil sharpener. I've got an old crank one that gives a really pointy point to them. I'm, I miss this fine point. I want a pointy point on my number two pencils. I use Pilot Brand Ultra Fine Point gel pens, the click kind, ultra fine mechanical pencils too. I also love to write with fountain pens and multiple colors of ink. So I've got green pen and green ink, you know, purple pen, purple ink, so on and so forth. So for you, it's about the paper, I guess for me, maybe it's about the writing instruments. Uh, maybe that's why we ended up doing this podcast together. Um, we go together like pens on paper. <laughs> that could be our new tagline. <laughs> Only schoolers like pens on paper. Um, once you're stocked with your basic classroom supplies and some stuff to kind of make your job easier, I really think the most fun thing to talk about is the super fun stuff. And I call them the magic making supplies. This is where you can really exercise your independence as a homeschooler because this category includes literally anything else you want to use to bring delight to your homeschool class. And we really do mean anything. Yeah, I mean, these are the kinds of supplies that might not even cross your mind when you first think about back to school supplies. But if you use it in your homeschool, it's a supply. So you probably will want to kind of stop and think a little bit more about this category because it can be very broad. And there are so many different options because we all have different needs in our homeschool. But we really do encourage you to include it because it's just a great way to create a unique education for your child. Yes. So think way, way outside the box for this. Um, one thing that I that just crossed my mind here was um, as we're moving into Halloween time and all of the snack sized candy bars, maybe that's a school supply that you need for the you know, the, the treat for a job well done. Maybe it's a day when you just really, really need chocolate and you've got some on hand, but stock up, stock up with those little snacks, uh, snack sized candy bars. Um, that's a great thing. Another thing that we're talking about are annual Zoom memberships, magazine subscriptions, board games, crafts or cooking subscription boxes. I mean, there is just so much out there. You just got to decide what fits your homeschool for this academic year because you could always switch it up next year. And 
And I'm just going to throw this in here because this is the Almost Schoolers podcast. And our main experience, obviously, is educating only children. To me, this is the most vital category for anyone homeschooling and only. And I know that both we've both talked before about how it's just a different dynamic when you homeschool an only child. It's just a lot of one-on-one time. And sometimes you just need to break up that, I don't want to say monotony, that doesn't sound very positive. But I guess routine would be a good word. You know, you just kind of break up the routine by having a few tricks up your sleeve. Because there are days when unveiling a new supply really did turn things around from us. What do you think? Oh, totally, totally agree. One of the things that I discovered and and had um, had the added bonus of being free. Um, For instance, here in Missouri, our Department of Conservation has two magazines, one for adults called the Missouri Conservationist and one for kids called Explorer. They're fabulous full color magazines. And I said, totally free. Wyatt loved getting those subscriptions in the mail. We still have a subscription to the the Missouri Conservationist. He reads it from cover to cover. We also did highlights for children along the way. And we've uh, subscribed to those um, geography pack things that come out once a month or so focused on a single state or country with activities or games. If they came in the mail, I wouldn't just hand them over to him. I'd kind of keep them in reserve so that if I needed something, it would it would be there for me. I don't think we're going to do it this year, but I think next year when he's a senior, I've been considering one of those weird candy box subscriptions just for fun. So his senior year is guaranteed to be sweet. Oh, yeah. uh, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be fun? Um, I think um, our video subscriptions, I consider those school supplies, you know, Netflix or CBS All Access or Hulu, whatever. Those are school supplies. Back when he read Hank the Cowdog books, you know, he ate those like I can eat potato chips. If you've never read from the Hank the Cowdog series, go out and get them. You've got, um, even if your kids are older, if you've got someone starting the chapter book phase of life, they're really fabulous. Um, there are audio versions of the books that are done like old time radio shows. They are totally fun for the whole family. I would always stockpile Hank books in the closet. I'd order maybe a dozen of them at the beginning of the year for a couple of years. If it was a dreary day or you know we couldn't go out or maybe things had really gone off the rails a little bit, I could fish out a Hank book and suddenly the world would get brighter. What's your experience with untraditional supplies? What are your favorites? Well, when you were listening off all the options at the beginning of this section, I was like, yep, yep. I was nodding my head. Magazine subscriptions, check. Zoo membership, check. Subscription boxes, check. We've done them all. You know, at various times in our homeschool journey, they've all just been things that have come in handy. And I've got to say, all our experiences with them were pretty great. And just what we needed, like you said, to either get out of a funky day or shake up our routine. Or sometimes it would add another layer of hands-on learning to our day, something that, you know, maybe I didn't have the supplies for until the subscription box came along. Favorites, though. Hmm. Gosh, we've really enjoyed almost everything that we've tried. A zoo membership, I will say, is a great investment. Our closest zoo is about an hour and a half away, but we would go once a month and just wander about. And sometimes we'd focus on animals from a particular region that maybe we'd been reading about, or we'd take advantage of some special exhibits, or I'd have some sort of scavenger hunt 
that we would have to walk around and find things. And it's like, we wouldn't even say, okay, we're going to the zoo on this day. I literally would wake up in the morning, check the weather and surprise her with the, hey, let's skip school and go to the zoo today. Although we know it's not skipping school because we're learning all the time. But yeah, zoo memberships are a lot of fun. The highlights, top secret adventure packets that you kind of mentioned a little bit ago, they were also incredible because every few weeks, a new packet would arrive and it'd have all this information about a different country and there'd be puzzles and everything to sort through to catch the thief. So we did those and we also kind of combined that with a, a subscription to Universal Yums. So we got a box of snacks from a different country each month. And kind of like you, I wouldn't necessarily hand it to her right when it came in the mail. I'd kind of like stockpile them for certain days or match up a highlights thing with the Universal Yum box. And both of those were really great the couple years that we really focused on world geography. Who doesn't think that making food makes everything more fun. I mean, I do. So we did have a Kidster cooking box subscription for a little while. And honestly, we still do make some of those recipes. It really was a fun way for September to do some cooking at a younger age. And all the recipes are designed for kids to do on their own with just a really a minimum of help from the adult. It was a birthday gift for her. But with, you know, with some planning, if you thought you wanted to do um, a healthy eating unit, or maybe you wanted to use cooking for math. I can see how, you know, a cooking box subscription would be a fabulous school supply to focus on for a year. So yeah, I would say that subscription boxes were probably some of our most fun things, but don't discount just adding some new board games as a necessary school supply either. (laughs) I know people are thinking board games, how's that a school supply? But you know, the year we worked on multiplication, Super Mario Yahtzee, great way to laugh while practicing the facts. Same thing with Prime Climb. And if you want to include some practice with logic, you can try Blockus or this game called Antivirus, which is a lot of fun. It's just a kind of a good way to take a break from your traditional curriculum, but you're still building skills and you're having fun. So definitely throw some board games on your school supply list. In fact, I know somewhere I've got a list of the games that we played and all the skills they enforced. I'll see if I can find that and we'll put a link in the show notes along with some of the information about subscription boxes that we've used. Oh, and I I completely forgot about Snap Circuits. The Snap Circuit sets um, gave Wyatt a really great grasp of electricity how electric circuits, transformers, capacitors, and switches work. They come in lots of kits like Lego kits. Um, you know, Snap Circuit kits had him understanding more about electricity probably than I know today. Legos, Legos definitely count as school supplies. So, I mean, you can see when it comes to untraditional school supplies, the door is wide open. You can use it as a learning opportunity. Um, you know us well enough by now that we think everything is a learning opportunity. So then it counts as a school supply. So if you need to go out and, you know, buy a goat or a cow or something like that, chickens, they're all school supplies. Right. Permission granted, you've got it. Yeah. And, you know, it really took me a couple of years to kind of realize that because I was in that mindset, oh, no, school supplies, that's paper or pencil, glue, whatever. But you know, it really made a huge difference when I did sort of think outside that box of traditional school supplies. Because what we're going after, you know, it's an educational experience unique to our child. And that means using anything and everything that you can get your hands on that will get that learning across. So, you know, if you look at the dictionary definition of supplies, it's 
provisions and equipment necessary for people engaged in a particular project. Okay, well, if homeschooling is our particular project, you can see that everything that we've mentioned today fits that category, fits that definition. Because homeschooling is a huge undertaking, and don't let anyone tell you that it's not. It doesn't mean it's not fun, but you are taking on the enormous responsibility of educating your child. And honestly, you're the best equipped to do it. So go out and get some supplies that are going to help you. And with a little bit of thinking about the supplies you're going to need for the year that you're planning, you'll be in good shape for anything that comes along. And you can always go out and pick up other things that you need along the way. Oh, yeah. I school supply shop all year long. (laughs) Just don't get stuck into thinking that school supplies means just paper and pencils. Like all things homeschool, there's just a lot more freedom there. You get to choose what supplies you'll need for your kids and you get to decide what fits that definition of supplies for your homeschool. So if you have a child who really wants to go to culinary school and become a chef, then a great high quality set of knives and cutting boards are school supplies. And if your child wants to go to tech school and be a large engine mechanic, then a socket set is a school supply or maybe a welder. Like I said, a goat and some chickens. Right. If they want to be a farmer or do something. You know, I feel like every time we talk on here on this podcast and every time we finally kind of come to a close for the for the episode, we say a variation of this idea. You do you. But, you know, that's what makes each of our homeschools so unique and perfect for our families. You know, I'd really love to hear what school supplies you can't do without. So if some of our ideas surprised you or maybe inspired you or if we mentioned something or if we didn't mention something that you love, Like Gina says, we may need it now if it's on your list. Head over to Facebook or Instagram and let us know. You can always find us at our handle, Only Schoolers. We also hope you'll continue to spread the word about the podcast. Seriously, you have been awesome in helping us grow our community. So subscribe, leave a review, do both, help other people find us, and then we can all help each other better. And if you like listening to this podcast and you want to support our ongoing efforts to help homeschooling families, we do invite you to join our own schoolers patreon community like i said uh we've got lots of levels to choose from and some extra content that could really help you in your homeschool so thanks for joining us today don't forget to check the show notes for the links and downloads and when you think school supplies think outside the box pencils board game staplers lots and lots and lots of staplers and tape (laughs) whatever you use whatever makes you happy it is a school supply 